Welcome to Recurring Nightmares, episode 35. I am Chris, as always, joined by Jeff. Hello. Good evening. Um, and this month, we uh, a pair of weird films <laughs> uh, dealing with marital issues um, that we will we will be coming back to very briefly. Uh, but first, let's uh, let's talk about some movies we've been watching, Jeff. Um, what have you seen over the last month? So I think uh, between us, we've kind of seen a lot. I think it's been uh, for the horror genre, pretty busy start to the year. Pretty some notable yes, things. Very. Um, I saw Skin Marink, which is. Um, this $15,000 project from Kyle Edward Ball, who was, I guess, previously a YouTuber who would do um, creepy videos on YouTube. Basically, like, uh, his viewers would send in, like, their dreams, and he would make videos out of them, as I understand it. And uh, he made his feature-length film for $15,000 in his childhood home. And somehow <laughs> got it out in theaters, and it's on Shutter, and um, it kind of made a big splash to start off the year for the horror genre. Although <laughs> I think largely the the horror community rejected it because it's not like a normal movie. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's very experimental, right? Like... Yeah, it's. Um, the way I think of it is like uh, like an experimental art installation in a museum, where something that you walk in and look at and go, "That's fucking weird." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and and I, when you approach it on that level, I think it's pretty successful. I, I think it it the the movie what plot it has is like these two kids like these two brothers in a house and it's night it's like the middle of the night and their dad has disappeared and the the windows and doors on their house have disappeared and you can just kind of spend the night with them in the house and um, you know I've had I've seen people who like the movie try to explain it and I think that's a, the, a mistake with it's like even the people who side I'm on with this movie and and another movie I'll discuss the Outwaters. I think it's a mistake to try to like figure it out. Like even if you're like you know a fan of the movie, it's like I don't know. Maybe you don't have to figure everything out. Like maybe it's and maybe one of the movies we discussed tonight that might be the, the way to approach it. Yeah, but. um like you know, I, the one interesting explanation I saw from somebody is that this is Poltergeist told from the point of view of the little girl who gets sucked into the other um, dimension. I was like, ah, that's I, I guess I could see that too, but I just appreciate it for what it was. Like you know, what I took it as, which is just here is um, a bunch of like imagery and mood you know like atmosphere mm -hmm. and i think you know on that level like the, the the sense of like when you're a little kid being awake in your house in the middle of, like if you wake up in the middle of the night or you can't go to sleep your house can be pretty scary even if nothing's happening and uh it, that is a lot of this movie you're staring at hallways doorways 
Lego, you know, you're looking at Lego sets on the floor as the light from the TV and the living room kind of flickers on them. And it just kind of evokes an atmosphere. And I enjoyed it on that level. That said, it, it, it <laughs> the movie's 100 minutes long, so... Uh, Seems a bit long. Yeah, I mean, if you saw it, and just based on what I'm saying, like... There's plenty that you could trim and still create the same atmosphere. This easily could have been an 80-minute movie. It, you know, it probably could have been a 20-minute YouTube um, short. But uh, I'm gonna be nice and say, hey, you know, if you put this at 80 minutes, I think you're getting a lot more people on your side. But I can't get mad about this because it's just, you know, it's cool to see. It's cool that this guy had this little success story with us, and I think that like. It is doing things that uh, are a little outside of the box, which I love to see. Um, and there, you know, if you do have the patience to sit through it, I think there's some really creepy moments and really like uh, it's something I don't see people talk about a, a lot. There's like jump scares in this that fucking nearly took me out of my skin, where I was like, "Whoa!" Like I fucking, I almost hit the ceiling. Like I, there's like. There's two of them within 10 minutes of each other. Like, uh, I think one comes about 45, 46 minutes into the movie where I was like, holy shit, that fucking scared the shit out of me. Because it lulls you into a such a, like, all right, I'm just staring at a doorway, staring at a doorway, and then all of a sudden something happens. And you're like, it really, like, um, some of the most effective jump scares I've seen in some time. And, and like, I don't see anyone talking about that. I think in part because a lot of people turn this thing off or they're or they're like fast forwarding through it looking for something to happen and you won't see that if you're if you're just, you know you're not just scanning it, skimming it. Yeah, like, if if you're not embracing everything and just experiencing it. Yeah, it is a the way I watched the movie is the way I would recommend to watch it, which is I would watch it late at night after midnight with the lights out and sound up a little bit and I would watch it, you know, 15, 20 minutes of it before I'd go to bed and go to bed pretty creeped out and go, I'll continue this tomorrow night. And I, I thought that was a good way to watch it. All right. So that's Skin Marine. Uh, it, it's one, I'm not saying a recommendation because it's not a movie I will recommend to anybody because I don't want people mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, it just does not seem like something I have the patience for, so I will be I, skipping it. But I, I get where yeah. you know, people that like it, I'm getting. I understand why. Um, I, I would not be surprised that you would not like it because uh, the other movie that I think is kind of in the same vein uh, that I really, really loved is called The Outwaters, which I think we both saw this we month. We did, yes. Um. And the Outwaters is like a a found footage film. I think largely in the spirit of the Blair Witch Project. It like takes a lot of cues from it. Definitely, uh, yeah. A group of people go out into the I think Mojave Desert. In yeah, this they, one. Go, they go out in the desert to film so, a music video. Yeah, so different type of location, which I also. To me, it was like a huge plus is is like where they shot this because I just um, I don't know. I think it's really cool cinematically. Like I, I really like that setting. You know, yeah, I mean the desert can be very foreign, right? Like yeah. or alien, which uh, yeah. you know maybe maybe uh, in in this vein works real well. 
maybe, maybe. I ain't going to try to explain this one, but um, for me, I did it. This I did in one sitting, but I did this. I did the lights out. We watched it at night. We turned the sound all the way up. And unlike most found footage movies, where like there's not a lot, you don't see a lot. There's not like special effects. And here, like once it finally gets going, which it, it takes a while to get there. Once it finally gets going, I thought it was like really crazy, really trippy, and I thought like pretty scary. And I thought that. um if I think I told you, if you were like watching this on some sort of hallucinogen, oh my god, it would, it would like because it's like a, this auditory visual uh, like trip that you go on for the second half, and I was like, holy shit, just kind of I'd never seen like that anything like that with a found footage movie. The only thing holding it back for me was that um, I thought like the buildup. I like the slow build-up with the characters. Like, I, I, that, that's one of my favorite things about the Blair Witch Project. But here, it's like I found them kind of boring in the first half, and, and like you don't get the sense. Like, my favorite thing about the Blair Witch Project is that like they're they're getting lost, they're getting more paranoid, they're getting like they're running out of cigarettes, they're running out of food, and they're getting more scared. And like this, that doesn't like nothing it, again happens it, here. It goes from them chilling for like an hour to all of a sudden it goes fully crazy. And there's just like a little bit like one girl gets kind of scared one night because of a storm or something. And I wanted way more of like what that girl was experiencing. She's like, guys, we should get out of here. Like there was just no build up to, to the craziness. It just went like there was like there was like atmosphere and stuff in the first half. And you knew something was wrong because like the radio would distort on them and like little weird things would happen. Right. But it wasn't like this, like, again, the scariest thing about the Blair Witch project to me was how scared they were. Like you felt that on them. And I didn't get that here. I mean, they're scared in the second half, but it's because shit is gone completely crazy. Um, and like, I'm, I'm notoriously not a huge fan of the Blair Witch. Like I, I, I yeah. appreciate what it is, but I do think the thing that, misses here for me is that for the most part we only see from that camera person's perspective yeah um and we're not really getting like like in blair witch they make they make do like they they show the other people and they keep giving like you know looks in on them even though it's found footage this guy has the camera at all times and it's like, you're only getting his perspective. So when they're scared and they're running, like there's, there's four of them, you're mm -hmm. really only getting his, his take on it. And like, it's, it, it's a weird take. I think for me, it's a weird, uh, it's a, um, really limited, uh, view, like field of view. Because Very. Yes. The light on the camera, you're like looking at this little pinpoint on the screen and the rest of it's black. But I think, uh, for me, I, I get people's complaint with that, but like for me, there's enough other stuff thrown in to break that up. Like, it's that's not just all there is in the second half. Like, you, you're there's some really crazy shit you get to see happen. That for me, that it didn't bother me um, that much. Like, it was sometimes great. I mean, a little bit because I'm like, all right, man, like, how long are you gonna let us like basically see nothing? Um, but like for me, like they did throw in enough of you see something crazy here and there. Like 
and the, the ending, which I'm not going to spoil. Like, there's some crazy shit there. Um, and and not that I'm trying to figure out the plot because I think this is another one that it's like you're wasting your time trying to do that. But like, I thought it was interesting uh, things that happened. Like, it seemed like slight spoilers, guys. Um, that like they were like in this time loop. Yeah, I saw some interesting theories on what that is, and again, I'm the type of person for like, especially something like super trippy like this, and and like, um, for like stuff that's like cosmic horror. The point of cosmic horror is that like, there's things about the universe that you can't understand, and that's what's scary, right? And like, this speaks right to that. It's like, I, they're not going to explain it. Like, it's just. Something happened that's terrible, and you don't—you could never understand it because your human mind can't comprehend it. And and I just, dude, this movie was one hundred percent on my wavelength. Like, really, really loved it. Actually, despite my problems, kind of with the first half of it. Like, um, again, I liked that you get to know the characters. I just wish that you felt them getting scared. You know? Yeah, you said it's only—it's only like the the one friend who is like the makeup artist that really it's just like, feels out of place. And it's just like one scene, like yep. Blair wishes it's like this building thing where like Heather's like, Oh, everything's fine. And, and you know, the other guys like slowly become more unhinged. And like by the end of Blair, Witch, everyone is fucking freaked, you know, like, and then here it's like, you just go from we're chilling. We're making this video to what the fuck is going on? What the fuck? You know, like, yeah, they're running around. There's, there's like, like blood all. Everyone's covered in blood. It's like, what is happening? But you know, some of the stuff I, I did see when you could see stuff, I thought was uh, really cool. So I'm one of those people that were are, uh, like fully on board with with the Outwaters. Um, I, I don't know. Did you want to say anything else about it? I no, I, I mean, just... like, yeah, there's. I mean, there. A lot of it would be like spoilery. Um, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Like, if I think if you like Blair Witch, you like that type of found footage, give it a go. Yeah. Uh, it is long. <laughs> it's two it's hours about, long. Is it full two hours? Yeah. Almost. I think it's uh, like 100 and, uh, 116 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's long. Um, and that first, first half, starts to drag i thought a little bit for it did. Me. i um, agree with you there um so like you just know that going in uh but like hey here's the other thing uh so i never do not know anything about Screenbox prior to this uh that is a neat little service uh very similar yeah. to shutter uh you know a lot in a lot of ways but um it also has a uh, some really cool like documentaries on there of, oh yeah like there's uh, some cool horror documentaries, like on on the first three Hellraisers, on uh, the Fright Night movies. Um, on that's it. cool. Like there's stuff like that that's like, all right, like I didn't like this movie that was cost me five bucks to to <laughs> watch on this service, but there's other stuff here. So they cool. um, them two are kind of duking it out. Uh, Screenbox and Shutter. And yeah. Shutter has Shutter has great documentaries too. I don't know if you've ever checked any of them out. Yeah, yeah they they have some really good stuff too. Yeah, one I'll really recommend right here for people who are fans of The Exorcist. There's um, a documentary that's literally just a two hour conversation with William Friedkin, mm-hmm. uh, the director, and 
man, that guy like knows his shit. It was just so fun to watch because of how confident he is as a filmmaker. But um, I do think if you are putting these two like Shutter and Screenbox up against each other, in terms of new original content, like Screenbox has really kind of beat the shit out of them with terror. Was it Terrifier? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2 yeah. and this. These are two way more notable movies. I mean, I guess, you know, Shudder did pick up uh, Skin Marink. I like that, though. They're pushing each other a little bit. You know? Yeah, and, and like, they're, as a horror fan, like, their subscriptions are moderate enough that, like, you can, you can drop one for a month, pick up the other yeah. one when something comes in. And they're they're roughly the same. I think a uh, Screenbox is like a dollar less than Shutter, but yeah, um, not bad. Maybe I'll check it yeah. out. Uh, I don't need more streaming services, but you know what? Be <laughs> you know what? I should probably just fucking cut Netflix and up yeah. my horror game. Netflix right. has just been garbage lately. Yeah, a little bit. Really, they're not good. Yeah. Um, you see anything else? Uh, I'll throw. About? One more out there. One third movie here. Uh, Knock at the Cabin. Yep. Big fan of M. Night Shyamalan. I think we both are. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I love this one as much as you because I think you like I, I gave it I, the full five stars. I really liked it, yeah. yeah. It, it really worked for me. Did you discuss it on here or is this something that you just saw I too? Don't, that's what I don't remember. It's like, it was like <laughs> right around. I don't know if I saw it yeah. or I was going to see it uh, right before we released uh but uh, very, I, very good. I liked it. Um, I this and Outwaters I blind bought, so I did not subscribe to Screenbox to watch Outwaters. I did not rent it. I bought it, and I did the same thing with Knock at the Cabin. Um, it's just with Knock at the Cabin, and it, it's it was twenty five dollars. But I was like, I like Shyamalan enough. I respect him enough. He's great director despite whatever you might think about his individual films, he's a great director and I want to support him because he puts his own money into the movies and, you know, yeah. I, I had my whole thinking behind it and I enjoyed Knock at the Cabin um, and that's a weird one because he he wrote the screenplay with some people, but he did not like, it's not like his own original story it's based on a book. Yeah, it's based on a book. But it's so weird because it feels like Shyamalan territory. Like I get why he oh, wanted to make it. it. Yeah, like it. It's very much about face and God, and um, he's approached these themes so many times before. Like, and I just think uh, this is maybe a little bit of a tenuous connection, but like, Unbreakable is largely about. Um, what if there was magic in the world mm -hmm. and what, and what if like, and it's, it's about a leap of faith that Bruce Willis had to make in that where it's like, I, maybe I'm someone who's special. Like, do I do something with that? Like, do I, or do I take the risk in believing in that? Right. And I felt like, like that's one of my favorite movies ever made is unbreakable. And I felt like that movie, like wrestles with that thought better than knock at the cabin does. Not get the cabin like feels like it's kind of trying to like cram these ideas into like this tight thriller that moves fast, and I just feel like to me it's, it like throws things in, but doesn't the movie doesn't feel super interested in any of them? Like there's even this whole 
like you meet this family right as this home invasion begins and, and then like they have to do flashbacks so that you could feel anything about the family and, and there's like this glancing um like uh point that it tries to make about homophobia and how you know these people how they feel like going through the world and how you know maybe some of these characters have like a chip on their shoulder about it but it's just like it's so it breezes past all these points so quickly where i love when Shyamalan like like in signs and unbreakable like really dwells in these ideas of like like i said like with unbreakable where it's just like what if like yeah how do you make that leap like what if you're wrong you know and like here it's just like it's so boom 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 and then you're out I don't know if you if you felt that at all. I mean, I, I know you love this movie, but like, am I making any sense of what I'm saying? I I think so. I I don't know if I necessarily agree because like each each of the and, and spoilers here. I think it's in the trailer. Uh, the the home invasion. The people are the the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think they say it in one of the trailers, so I think it's out there. I mean, it's I, I uh, guessed it. I'll say that much. Yeah, um, I mean, they don't, they don't like they have like other names, right? Like Leonard is a uh, you know Dave Batista, but but they're they're implied to be and actually explicitly at the end stated that they are the the. That's you know, kind of the big thing. twist if there is one. I guess I don't know. Like I, 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 I guess I don't like I don't, I don't. I think it's. Well, I think the twist is that. Um, spoilers. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's a, a twist, but but yes, yeah, spoilers. I'm not <laughs> not even sure if there is a twist. There is no twist in it. It's it's more uh, that like what is actually happening is the whole time is the twist. These people are not crazy. They've been telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. The twist there's no there's no twist. <laughs> yeah, it's straightforward, and I think that. Um, you know, I have a coworker. I think he's he's fans of Shyamalan. He went to go see this in the theater, and when he came out, this is weeks ago now. He saw it, and he came to me. He's like, he was kind of bummed about it. He was like, I don't know, man. It was like, I felt like I saw the movie that was in the trailer, and that was it. Like there was no surprise to it, and I I'd kind of, I knew that going in. So like, I wasn't yeah. going to be let down by that aspect of it. But I just I do feel that. Um, I don't know. It's a little too breezy, even though it was like a hundred minute movie. And I did enjoy it. Like I have no regrets about buying it or watching it. And, it, it takes like, I mean, you're, it's like a half hour before like the first choice is made. And then they, they have to rush through the rest of them. Um, like in pretty, pretty fast fashion. So you don't ever get to sit with the, with the implications of them making a choice yeah. or, like, or, or, you know, second guessing, like, yeah, I want, I, I want more of that. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Um, ultimately it was like, I just, I really liked how, you know, it ended up. Yes. Um, with, I did like the ending a lot with, yeah. Like, it's just like, they finally do like, kind of like realize and it's like, holy shit. And, uh, you know, it's there's this really sad moment, you know, at the end. It's, it's also happy in a way, but um, you know, the little girl is, is up in her treehouse, and the the one dad shows up, and it's it's like she is the one that kind of had the most understanding out of all of them. 
I wanted her to have more, though. I, I, I said this in the text, and I didn't want to spoil it, but I, I really thought that she was going to say something really chilling at the end, and I would have loved that. Uh, I think it kind of goes against Shyamalan's instincts as a storyteller, but um, yeah, there's a... I, my, I actually don't like love the climax or the ending itself. I love the final scene of the movie, where it's just two characters sitting and absorbing what just happened, and there's actually no dialogue, wordless. Um, but I, I just like really, really love that scene because you did get, get put through the ringer pretty fast through it, and then all of a sudden, like these characters get a moment to actually think about what just happened, <laughs> and and I like really love that scene. But I really did think that one of them was going to say something that would have like sent a chill down my spine if they said it, but they didn't say it. There's, there's just nothing. I think that that's that moment that like you you've been waiting like that's that Shyamalan moment though where they just let it hang and it's like he doesn't need to vocalize it because both of them are kind of thinking like we could have we could have solved all this. I I would disagree with you. I would say he has a tendency to spell things out for you too much, and here he just lets you realize like with them like holy shit we just went through something crazy. Sure. Uh, uh, But uh, I just really wanted. I think it goes against his instincts because he he you know as much as he loves the dark and the supernatural and that like he wants he's like a person that wants to find hope in things very much like and, and I think that's what's here but like there's a flip side of what happens here if you know what I'm saying I think you do it's like yeah I I, I can't say anymore I don't want to spoil it for people but I think you get what I'm saying like yes bad things happened too um. Bad things happened. They were, you know, they were always going to happen because it's it's an impossible choice that mm-hmm. you have to make. So, um, if you believe, not if you're a belie- true believer. And I, I saw people dig this for being right wing, and I think people need to chill out a little bit. Like, you take one college course, and you're, they're approaching every movie. You enjoy the movie, enjoy it for what it is, and 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 like. It's a fun idea. Like it is a fun idea. Like just yeah. enjoy it as that. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Whatever. It's a. Uh, I I recommend it wholeheartedly. I think they like, definitely. Yeah, if you if you like his movies, uh, I think you'll probably get something out of it. Um, I recommend. But, I would recommend it to anybody. I just think that people who are more casual, and even people who aren't, expect a big twist out of Shyamalan. That's not here. Yeah, that's not here. And you know, I think people will be let down by that, whether they expect it or not. Um, but yeah, I would recommend this movie to most people. I, I probably wouldn't tell people like buy it for twenty five bucks, but you know, it, it's definitely like it's an entertaining time for sure. And I think that uh, not a hundred percent. I think it may be on Paramount Plus now or, or Peacock. Or, I think be it's going to be on one of them. It'll be coming to Peacock eventually. I just couldn't wait because I, I really it. wanted to see it in theaters. I figured I would have spent twenty six bucks. Yeah, yeah. I made some popcorn, made it right, <laughs> I made it justified in my head. There you go. And uh, yeah, uh, it, that was. There's a few movies I'll do that with, and this is definitely one. Just because I was like, I was bummed. I missed it in the theater. I've, I've seen every Shyamalan movie that counts in the theater. I've not seen what the fuck did he do that like. Last Airbender, yeah, shit like that. I've not seen, but his like, you know, 
most of his shit I've seen in the theater. Yeah. And, and you know, I just like I love to support the guy. I think he's really like, and that's another thing. You know, I guess if I didn't mention it, really well directed and and you know shot movie. Yeah, I saw people like kind of criticize, like oh, I can't like they were criticizing the movie too, but like they've been like saying that he hasn't had anything good since he's come back. Like he's made this come. Like are you like one? He's financing all this shit himself, and two, yeah. like he's been pretty. Like I mean, some people didn't like old, and I know you didn't love old. I didn't but, hate it, but he's been pretty solid since he came back uh, yeah. after After Earth. So I haven't disliked a single movie since the visit. I have problems with all of them, but yeah. shit, man, I, I'm happy to have him around. Yeah, so. he's always like. Uh, Posing interesting, almost like you know, uh, Twilight Zone type. I love it. This in, is, in his movies. This is a total Twilight Zone episode. I just wish it was a little. It felt like a, I want. I just you want you to, want more. To me, Unbreakable feels so significant. Like, and this just felt like slight. Like it was just like ah, here's a fun little thriller for you. Yeah. We're gonna throw these big ideas in that I like to do, but they're just there as fodder. Like at least to me, that's how it felt. Um, it seems like for you, it kind of like totally landed, but it, it, it worked a little more for me, but I get it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a recommend. Um, I'll shut up now. I, I've rambled on about my three movies for at least a half hour. So. Um, all right. Well, I will, I will be quick here. Uh, I saw sick. You talked about it. I think last yeah. month. Um, yeah, that, wow. The ending <laughs> or the reveal or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was actually like, it was a, it's very simple. And it's it's fairly good slasher for about sixty minutes, and then it is just the stupidest reveal that borderline spoils everything. Um, the goofiest, dumbest, stupidest yeah. reasoning that I've seen in a, in a so horror film in some time. For me, I think I told it to this to you last time, like the film cast hated it because for political reasons and i get that i could see what they're saying but like for me it was just like it just made it feel so dated it it made it just like all right who is really still thinking about this stuff three years later in that way you know what i mean like i get it set in that time but it just like but that was like uh, such a come on move on like yeah like like it was such a brief moment too where like that that was happening like, like that mindset like, yeah i like the the like i did like the setting and like you know the early parts you're in the grocery store like it took you back but um i yeah, just felt was... so silly like it just felt so silly when they revealed why <laughs> it's so dumb like it felt like it's like when you try to do something super specific to a time it just makes it like it makes it feel dated right away because of that like yep. uh and just stupid. Like, it was just like, come on. Really? You guys are slasher killers now because of this? Like, does it doesn't... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's the, the entirety of it, too, is just so dumb. Because it's not just... It's not just one. There are multiple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Um, that, you know, also well-directed, though. Like, the scenes of suspense and stuff, I thought were really well done. Oh, yeah. Very, like... 
chilling slasher movie for that first 60 minutes yeah and and the finale like i for me the finale kind of like redeemed it because it's fun like it is a fun brutal ending i don't even remember because i was so like the thing that sticks out in my mind is like why the killers were doing what they're doing that's that's it that's the only thing that stands out after that point like i'm just like oh my god dude um so a couple other things uh real quick um so winnie the pooh blood and honey oh my god yeah i still uh, have not seen the tra- i still have not seen the trailer for this wow movie. i can't can't believe that that's, yeah uh, that's nuts um so i i went i saw this uh i think it was like the second day it was was out there they're only they were only doing one screening a day um it's like a special run kind of like how uh, Terrifier Two was, but not like Terrifier Two. Eventually went wide, wider and wider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this will not go that way. Um, <laughs> it, it it was fun seeing it with a group of people that wanted to be in the theater watching a hor- a stupid horror movie. Right? Did, like, how, did, they, did they pack the house? It was like three quarters full. I'm amazed. I mean, uh, I guess I'm not, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, one conceptually it's pretty goofy right like winnie the pooh uh you know it's years after christopher robin has grown up winnie the pooh and piglet are now like mass murderers like serial killers in the the hundred acre wood um why the hundred acre wood is just like a place that pooh and piglet can leave at will doesn't make any sense to me but uh, anyway, it, it like starts off with Christopher Robin going back with he goes back with his his fiance. She doesn't believe him that that this exists, and they get there, and it is all like it is twisted version of the Hundred Acre Wood. And I actually think they did a good job there, like making what you know in your head of Winnie the Pooh and and where he lives into this nightmarish production design like the yeah like it's just really creepy and you're like there's like imagery (laughs) that you know um it's not it's not the disney imagery but it's close enough that you're like Mm -hmm. this is pretty twisted and then then all of a sudden like that bit's over they they kill christopher robin's fiance uh it's implied they kill christopher robin and then it just becomes a standard slasher with these fucking with Winnie the Pooh and Piglet in the worst masks. They don't even have hand. They they don't have like their glow. Their hands have not been like just costumed. It's just human hands. Yeah. So it's it's like a dude wearing a rubber bear mask and like a rubber like boar mask running but around. They're supposed to be people. like. Pooh and Piglet, yeah. Like, like it's not supposed to be a dude wearing a mask. It's no, no, they are, they are Pooh and Piglet, okay. like Christopher Robin's animal friends. So uh, yeah, it's I'm so sorry. dumb. It's so so dumb. It, I've never, I've, I've just never had any interest in because I'm like, this is stupid. Like, what it, are we doing? It is stupid. It's like, it's just goofy. Like when, like he'll he'll chase after somebody, and it's like. Like if you put Leatherface in that mask, like like if you put like the yeah. Leatherface mask on, 
and give him a chainsaw, like it becomes a little like scary. Absurd, it's absurd just, aspect to, to it's it. so absurd watching some dude like lumber after somebody Winnie. You know, with a Winnie the Pooh mask on. Yeah. Um, and it's just it, hey, maybe this is another one on acid, scariest movie ever made. <laughs> like, and I don't, I mean, this is the one where I, I knew going in. This, there's no way this yeah, could be no a good movie. Yeah. Like, but like, I there were some people in there that went in, and like the guy said, he, he he bought a seat right next to me. I hate when people do that yeah, in the theater real. Like, when it's open. Still, it's like yeah, like hard. there's some open spots you could have found one for you and your buddy that's not sitting on top of me. But okay, and like he turns to me at the end, he's like, like, did you like that? And it's like absolutely not. He's like, yeah, that was horrible <laughs> but like people were like people were laughing and uh yelling at the screen and like th- it was a fun so you got a, that fun crowd yes which is like a, you can't manufacture that either like it's just like absolutely not uh like I, mean, I, I always go back to the movie lights out which i thought was okay but the crowd i got to see it with like for whatever reason they were just there to have fun that night and it made yeah. it so much fun yeah like they like a crowd can definitely elevate the like elevate your experience at a movie it doesn't make the movie yeah. better like yeah. if, you, if you were to watch this at home i'm sure it'll be on streaming at some point in the you know next few yeah. weeks if you if anybody were to watch it they'd be like like this is so bad but i think it's like something that if you can get like a bunch of horror fans together and you could drink and like laugh over it like it yeah. may may be fun but <laughs> your question mark yeah i'm not even sure like because that that's we have a buddy like that's kind of one of his things that he does he watches like bad horror movies yeah, like, oh, yeah. he even asked me and i was like dude i don't know like, <laughs> like i enjoyed it with this crowd uh i don't know if you, you can replicate that but <laughs> has a ridiculous concept that is the the best thing you can say for it um, if you want to experience it watch that two minute trailer That'll give you that is like the best experience. That's the the best version of that film. So two minute run. I'm guessing you're not gonna buy the Blu-ray, but you had a fun memory. Yes, it was it was a blast watching it in theaters. It is a terrible, terrible movie. Um, and finally, uh, we got one more after this, real briefly. But uh, finally, the last movie I want to talk about is Cocaine Bear. Also, Sir. Concept. Yeah. Um, it, it is, you know, based on a true story. Uh, all of that in quotation marks. Uh, it is. It is absurd humor, absolutely over the top gore. Uh, it is way gorier than I was expecting. Yeah, uh, I was. I was not expecting it to be gory. So that's uh, very, very good. Like some violent, violent kills. Um, cool. It's some in the most like ridiculous way. Like, uh, I don't, I don't want to spoil them, but there, there were a couple moments. Of, Holy shit! <laughs> like, cool, cool. I, I didn't uh, expect that. Uh, but, but they're all like, it's not scary, right? It's I all mean, done in, <laughs> it, it's all done in like the most ridiculous yeah, fashion. Yeah. But, but like, you're watching these people die. It's like, oh my god. 
Yeah, based on the trailer, I was not expecting scary. So no, no, not not scary at all. It is uh, absurd humor all the way through. Um, it does. I think it is best in like the. It's only ninety minutes long. I think it's best in like the first hour. Like, and that's where most of the kills happen. Then it gets From a little steam. Like, oh, we have to do the plot now. And yeah, yeah. Like, well, they they're doing plot in between there, but then it's like we got to wrap this up. And so it becomes a little, little too talky. Oh, you have to make the showdown and explanation. Yeah, and like you don't, you don't necessarily need all that because you really just want to watch this bear fuck people up. Um, yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun with it. it it's, it's not perfect, but uh, it was a good time. Yeah, I, I told you my stupid um thing about this movie was. I think this movie is ruined for me because when Ray Liotta died, I think it was you who was like, dude, Ray Liotta has like one final movie coming out. It's called Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and, and it's like based on this true story. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm in. And in my head, I built it up as like this shitty movie that would go direct to video, but was like serious because it was based on a true story. And so I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Like, they're going to try to tell some stupid story about this bear, this bear on cocaine. And then when the trailer finally came, came out, it was so intentionally tongue in cheek and like kind of like um, snakes on the plane type thing that like it annoyed me. I was like, ah, oh, no, I thought it was just going to be, <laughs> I thought you guys were going to try to do something good and it was going to be stupid instead of intentionally stupid. But yeah, I'll, I'll see it. I, I'm sure I'll see it. Um, uh, I, I was I I did not know until this week that Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, I mean neither. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and that's kind of telling in itself, right? Yeah. Like she yeah. is she is very uh, you know she's known for comedic stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, but you know, now you're saying it's gory. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, like what well, I was I was very surprised like the, the amount of gore. Uh, Ray Liotta is uh, he is in this. Um, yeah, it is. Is maybe the the last role that that he is in. Um, he like he is not involved in a lot of the craziness. Like, does he um, get decent screen time, or he does towards the end. Like he has, he you know he has some some talky stuff, but uh, yeah, he he plays the guy that like or he's like the the guy in charge of the drug running business okay, and yeah. he's like he sends people out like he you know he sends sends his goons out to go get the drugs um so that that's and like carrie russell is looking for her daughter in the woods and there's a park ranger like there's a there's a bunch of like really like funny stuff going on uh but mostly it's really you just want to watch the bear like chase people around <laughs> that's it's on coke or just actually do the coke, like, and then like see the effects of it. Uh, it's kind of stupid, but it was a lot of well, fun. I I will I will see it when it's uh, streaming for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not like I'm, I'm not like a po. I'm not like oh fuck this movie. Yeah, I just I just was I in my head. It's just really weird because the thing that I built him up in my head is one way, and then like I think I told you when the trailer came out, I'm like. Oh, that was like silly. I wasn't expecting it to be silly. I was, yeah. I was expecting it to be silly by accident. <laughs> uh, which no, I don't it's, know why. It's I silly. It, that way. it is a hundred percent silly on purpose. Yeah. Um, but hey, you want to follow that up with another killer bear movie? Watch Back Country. 
which I think it, it, it might still be on Shutter, but man, that'll scare the shit out of you, dude. Well, uh, For real. <laughs> we'll maybe take a look at that one. And real quick, uh, you mentioned this last month, um, Poker Face. Yeah. I have, uh, I have, I am halfway through the final, the, the latest episode, not the final. Oh, you're, still, you're further than me then, because I got uh, two to catch up on. Um, I like it. Uh, yeah. I think the, I think the first episode is was really really great, and then yeah. it actually the first two I think are are pretty solid. Um, but the second one is kind of where it settles into uh, this you know procedural mystery of the week type thing, which is fine. I I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah that yeah, film. but. I think it does get like, especially in like three, four, five, maybe even episode six. Like, the format is very much like we're gonna show you half of the stuff, and then the next half we're gonna yeah, we're gonna, so... we're gonna... yeah, yeah. Very, so like, and like the th- the thing I'm watching it for, the thing I find most enjoyable is Natasha Leone. <laughs> like. I like her character. Like Thirty minutes into a sixty-minute episode. Yeah, she's always coming in halfway in, um, and I think the best episodes are the ones where they, you know, they get her out there ahead of time, um, yeah. where, where you see her and she is more involved. It's so weird to like. You just have to accept it because that's like the format. But it's like, you know, one week she's working on a nursing home, then she's working like it's like. This bitch is like all over the fucking place. Like, and I get it. Like, they set up why that is, but it's yeah, just so she, weird. Like, she's a vagrant on the run. Like, but she yeah, the superpower. But it is like, Ghost has the superpower of getting fucking hired and working on a place within a week, fucking every time. Like, yeah, and, uh, and, and every time, like, she's she's like a she's like deeply involved in these people's lives as she's just like floating through. You know, like, yeah, she she's like fucking Angela Lansbury and and Murder She Wrote too, right? Like, she's always attracting death, like or, or yeah, crimes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a, how would you run into this? Many, so I mean, fucking all, absurd. All of these things I accept. The one thing I will say though, like that, I, I just I accept it because of what it is. But to me, like, the tone of the show was kind of corny. Like the like. Killers, like it's never serious drama, and I did kind of get serious drama off the first episode, where it was like this this casino boss is bad, he's menacing, and like, dude, some of the stuff in this is really fucking silly. Like these two old nursing home ladies that are terrorists, like it's just, <laughs> like it's a fun, it's a fun, and it's a funny idea, but it's like. It comes off as corny to me, dude. Or like the band that's like this band that wanted a hit so bad that they kill some. Like, like I just it doesn't strike me as real. Any of that. Like, did did you? uh, I'm. You said you're two episodes back. Yeah. Like the 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 last one you saw was the one with the the stage show type thing. Yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, that one also. That one. Yeah. I mentally checked out on very early on. Like I actually couldn't tell you the details of that. One. I, I actually kind of could, 
like they were trying to kill each other, but they really weren't because it was that yeah, one. I, like, really was I did not like that one. That much. And I think that the, those those four episodes I think are also the, the weakest out yeah. of the the eight that are up right now. Um, and and it is like they are all like really goofy. Like they're they're the murders and the, the serious. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're all like way overly goofy. I think episode seven, which is like this race car one, it's less goofy. Yeah. Um, the one that the latest episode that's up is very like it's it. You know, there's still a a sense of goofiness to it for what is happening, but but they seem a little bit of an edge. Like that's that's what I like yeah. about the episode one. Episode one. Yeah, it's not like. We're not watching the shield, but there's a little bit of an edge to it where you're like, oh man, this casino boss is bad. Like, you know, like, yeah, this is a dangerous world and not just like, oh, like they really wanted their hit song. Like, that one, like, drove me kind of nuts. I love Chloe <laughs> Savani, but like, and you know what drove me nuts about that one too is that like they're supposed to be like this metal band and the song, the song they stole was like pop. And then it was <laughs> spoilers. It was revealed that it was like a song, a sitcom theme song. Dude, yeah, it was song. from Benson. It was amazing. I mean, that's a funny punchline. But it was like it's so weird that like, how am I supposed to buy that this is like supposed to be like this kind of metal band, like or whatever? It's supposed to be like this song is super poppy. Like, what what are we talking about? I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, I again. I really uh, appreciate that this show is around, and I don't want to see it go anywhere. But I, I cooled down a little bit off the first, like the first episode. I think is like such a perfect pilot, and like such a perfect setup to do this type of show where oh, we're on the run, and we're gonna be solving you know crimes everywhere. But like, man, it like really pushes the limits of like my tolerance of that shit <laughs> with the corniness sometimes. But yeah, I need, I, I would need, and I will catch up. Uh, well, sometimes I, I think it did get, uh, I think it did get renewed for it a did. second. Yeah, it did. Season. Which is cool. Cause like Peacock needs stuff. Um, and actually, by the way, just, I think Peacock is pretty. Yeah. It's cool. good. Good service. Pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. All right. Well, that's everything there. Uh, I guess it is time to go into our head-to-head here. Oh, boy. Um, we're going to start off with 1979's Oh, the, boy. The Brood. All around you. <gasps> Never before have you come this close to the edge of terror. Never before have you faced anything so strange and sinister, so bizarre and unnerving. Never until now. David Cronenberg's The Brood. Are you ready for me, Frank? I seem to be a very special person now. I'm in the middle of a strange adventure. I want to go with you wherever you go. Do you? Yes. Then look! The Brood. 
can run. You can hide and hope they won't find you. But you won't escape. Once unleashed, the brood will destroy anyone who gets in their way. David Cronenberg's ultimate experience in inner terror. Starring Oliver Reed and Samantha Egar. The Brood. They're waiting for you. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> uh, uh, spoilers, I think both are... are They're both good. They're both good. Enough, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. Um, I, well, we, we, we have... Uh, I think we probably have slight disagreement on, on this one. Yeah, but, I agree uh, with the world on this one. But, yeah. <laughs> the, the the Brood by David Cronenberg, um, written and directed by him, uh, 1979. Um, it a uh, budget of like well, probably they're saying Canadian dollars for some reason, uh, 1.4 to 1.5 million Canadian, so probably about one million dollars U.S. It was filmed in Canada, so maybe that's why they're giving that. Yeah, I think he is Canadian. Uh, I I don't know. Um, I think so. It definitely takes place in Canada. Uh, at the very least, yes, he is. He is. Uh, he is Canadian from Toronto, and Toronto uh, kind of plays a, a part in in this a little bit. Uh, not a huge hit, but decent enough. Made five million dollars at the box office, um, and at you know nineteen seventy nine dollars, that's that's pretty that's good. Not bad pretty at good all. Um. Yeah. So uh, this this film. Uh, is kind of a look at um therapy and marriage and and like a marriage breaking apart and people dealing with with their their child i guess in a way um it's about how your wife is crazy yeah well i think that's really the end i take (laughs) that's my non-feminist take uh well very, very much that uh uh, the main character here, uh, his his wife is fucking nutty, um, uh, and, and and kind of fear of um, like new wavy science type bullshit. I think is yeah. So so uh, uh, Frank, the main character, and his wife uh, are, are in. They're answer going through a, di- a separation. I don't know if they've been divorced or not. Never say. So, Right? Yeah. It's like they're on the rocks. Yes. Uh, and and Nola, the wife, has gone in for inpatient treatment with this uh I'm gonna say kook doctor. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he's supposed to be. Great actor doing this. Uh Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed, yep. Yeah. Um yeah, this guy does some like weird goofy ass therapy, right? Where he <laughs> kind of like gets inside. He calls it psychoplasmics or something like that. I don't know. Um, they they call it psychoplasmics, and I think you know me just looking at like the word. It's like your mind manifesting something physical, which does, that, that, that checks out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But like, what his therapy is in in practice is that like he impersonates someone in your life. <laughs> Yeah, like, like not even a person, but just kind of acts. Let's do a conversation. I'm your dad, and let's talk, right? Uh, which I think, 
I, they present it as like this revolutionary idea in this. And I'm like, I don't know. It's probably a thing that I've never done therapy, but it's probably a thing, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, where, where uh, the therapist is like, well, Imagine I'm your dad and you tell me yeah. all the stuff that you want to unload on, on him. And they kind of like role play. Like that's the only thing I see him doing this. Like, as, as Yes. Yeah. Um, and then so like his, the, but the psychoplasmics thing, right, is that, and, and I think it's exactly that, right? Like you're, you are, he is the physical manifestation of your your father that you're angry against. <laughs> the metaphor gets extended. And that's yeah, way, way, <laughs> way, way more extended um, as as time kind of goes on. Um, and like Frank, the the husband, uh, he, he is not necessarily on board with this doctor's methods. Um, he doesn't really want his his daughter his around them. Up. Yeah, his wife's cooped up in this fucking retreat with him, and yeah, his daughter's coming home with bruises on her. So, yeah, like I, I, I am not going to release my kid to you. Like no matter what yeah. what the agreement was, like she is coming home harmed. Yeah, and uh, I, I I put myself in his shoes, and I'm like I think that the you know this is just my opinion like this is like cronenberg working through some shit and like he is on the husband's side in this oh in my opinion this is not like a feminist movie i I think you could argue that our next movie maybe is i don't know what to make of the second movie (laughs) but this is like it feels like this feels like a husband working through his issues with this movie yeah and i I mean i i understand that especially at this point in time right uh <laughs> the late 70s early 80s oh i thought um, this point in your life i i no 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 the, this, oh, this point, you guys this, are, you guys are good your wife's not yeah, at no, a retreat no, we're, no we're, we're she's not she's not at a crazy retreat but it's psychoplasmics <laughs> no no at, at, at this point in time like and it's still very much a a mother-based you know custody system yeah um, yeah Sure, they, yeah. they don't they do, they do mention that this right like kind of yeah they don't they don't like taking fingers. kids away yeah. from they don't like taking kids away from their mothers um and and it was even more so back then like i mean the father getting any sort of custody was was kind of very rare uh and he has custody here but uh when he threatens like i'm not gonna bring my kid yeah. who's getting harmed and like the doctors there well if you don't then like we will take you to court and you will lose and you won't have your daughter like that's, there's some accuracy to that from what i understand like yeah the law does favor the mom yeah uh, and so like there it, it, it he's in a he's in a rough spot because he can't do a whole lot of reporting um but as he's trying to work through all this like he you know, his wife is also getting this therapy, talking through with this crazy doctor, and then uh, bad shit starts to happen <laughs> to the people that she is talking to through the through this doctor. Like first, yeah. I think it's her mom. Yeah, uh, his mother-in-law gets fucking waxed by this fucking little kid in his like little snow costume. Like, whatever you want to call it, like his little snowsuit. Like, yeah, uh, the creepy kids. I, I love creepy kid movies. There's some creepy motherfucking kids, man. These these kids are nightmarish looking. Uh, they're like deformed, 
looks like children. they're wearing a mask. Yeah. I don't think they're supposed uh, to be. Like they're, it, It's just like how their skin is supposed to be. It looks like they're wearing a mask to me. Like, Yeah, so they, they, they end up killing one at some point, right? And they do an yeah. autopsy and the... The, uh, it's got no navel, and there's like a whole bunch of stuff wrong, right? Like in like cleft lip, and like, no, no uh, sex organs, no sex organs. This weird gas, like gland on the outside. They said uh, that. Um, I thought it was an interesting line. They're like, you know, he has no sex organs, which means he was never born. Like this thing just exists. Yeah, I thought that was neat. Um. Which we, we do get an explanation on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, spoilers. Uh, We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you get you get all this this craziness where you know the the mom is then bludgeoned to death by by one of these monsters, and then, um, what was it? The was it the teacher that kind of gets murdered next in in school. Dude, awesome scene in my opinion, where you see. Um, like, like I just think it's well shot. Like you see the kids, well, like in the background, they're like sneaking up behind her. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I don't know, man, creepy kids. Like, and and that's all because uh, I guess she Nola, the mom, she tries to call uh, her husband, and and this this teacher is watching the kid. For him while he's like out doing errands or something, <laughs> and she gets pissed off and like manifests these demon children to attack her. Yeah, like, don't be talking to other women, man. So, yeah, <laughs> basically, this is all like thinly veiled. Like, uh, I think anger at, at his wife at the time or something. Like, uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see that, right? Like, there's yeah. he is making a like. Do you take the side of the wife of this? Like, I don't. Like, I, oh, I feel like not. She's, she's terrifying, she's, and the whole is, thing. like. I mean, I can put myself in his shoes way more. She is. She is crazy. Uh, you know, without the reveal, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Prior, like as as you're as you're getting glimpses at her therapy sessions, like. She's she's unhinged, like she's not fully there, and I mean, eventually we we do kind of understand why, um, because so, of the psychoplasmas and stuff. But wasn't there a bit too about like when she was a kid, something with her parents, like they they go into that? Yeah, so so they that like while while the mom is getting attacked, like she's actually explaining some of the, the abuse that she went through yeah. um, as, as a kid. And she blames her mom for allowing it to happen. And that, that ultimately ends up with that happening with, with her mom being killed by her little monsters that she sends out. And the same with her dad, right? She's going through some issues uh, with, with him. But at that point, by the time the dad gets killed, and and by dad I mean her dad, not not the her dad, actual, not the actual, husband, yes. and not her psychotherapist daddy. <laughs> right? Yeah, not not that. Like her actual father when when he gets her biological. Murdered, yeah, her yeah. her actual like the doctor at this point knows. Yeah, like, he he knows what's up. At some point, he's like, 
what the fuck? Like, the doctor kind of, like, late-stage good guy at the end is just like, uh, oh, we've gone too far. We fucked this up, right? Like We've gone too far. And so, like, <laughs> I guess, guess we just kind of let it got to jump to it, right? Like, so then the brood stands for the fact that this woman, Nola, has a brood of, like, these manifested rage monsters that she keeps in a yeah. cabin. There's even, like, I think it's a book that the doctor wrote called Children of Rage or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're the, de- and, you know, that's what I call them. They're children of our rage. Like, like they're things that have kind of manifested out of thin air that go and do her bidding, like, her psychological bidding, like, deal with things that she is, she's mad about, right? You know, so they're yeah. killing her mom, they're killing, like, the, 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 some, possible love interest uh yeah anything that she is pissed at like she is sending these things out for and and also like she wants her kid back her actual child she wants you know her back too so she sends she sends her rage out to kidnap her bring her her back and it's at this point that this doctor of psychoplasmics Realizes, oh, this is probably bad. <laughs> he finally decides. <laughs> I have, I have like a child goblin army. Yeah, in my head, not, not, not a good. great idea. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's his plan is I don't know. It is I, I think you you enjoyed his plan of like you need to go talk down your. To wife. me, it puts the movie over the top. I'll explain why in a minute, but yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, like so he's like, you need to go talk down. You need to kind of like calm your wife down because if, if she's calm, then these demon kids are calm. These goblins are calm, and yeah. I can I can go in. I can get your daughter, and then we can we can escape from here. Um, but if she gets angry, we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, dude. That this finale like made the movie for me. I think it's the best part of the movie. Like, like so, so like very the, tense. The yeah, the first off, very well done suspenseful, suspenseful filmmaking where they're cutting between the husband walking in and finally confronting his wife for I think maybe the first time in the movie, and and, and saying like he he's having to pretend to be apologetic. Like the doctor literally tells him pretend to be apologetic. And it cuts between that and the doctor like sneaking in to this fucking cabin with these fucking kids, you know, like it's just very cut between the two things. But then also on top of that, I'm super able to relate to the husband who has to go to apologize for something that like he hasn't done anything wrong. He is just like I I have to pretend that I did something wrong and apologize to make everything better. (laughs) Like I totally. Totally fucking related to that. And then the movie, like, I'm not going to get ahead of you here, but the movie goes full Cronenberg here at the end with uh, oh, body yeah. horror and, and sacks and blood and, and goop. And I, I just, like, fell in love with it. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, like, he's he's kind of trying to talk her down, and then it becomes this... Uh, he starts getting combative. Like, he's like, why the fuck am I arguing with you over this? Like, you're <laughs> the one that's wrong. And so she starts getting pissed off. And and she kind of notices his 
you know that he that he is maybe being a little sarcastic in tone with her and she just reveals that like she is the mother of all she lifts up her dress and has this like outside womb um it, it's like you know she like she has like the baby in 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 a womb that is outside her body uh, and she like rips it open with her teeth it's so gross uh it's kind of nightmarish uh it, it, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a nightmarish visual it, it, if you are familiar with any of cronenberg like it, it really goes for it at the end with like just yeah like the, the the gross body horror stuff would like which i felt was like you know, for most of the movie, I was like, oh, we're just doing, like, a creepy... Very tame. Creepy kitty, yeah, movie, and it really goes fucking full on at the end, and, like... Just the image of her, like, lifting... So she's wearing this white dress, and she lifts it up, and she kind of looks like an angel, except from her chest down, all of her... Her reproductive organs are on the outside, and she has, like... She has, like, extra nipples like and you know her chest area stomachs on her legs oh so gross like i said full cronenberg at the end and i love that like i love that plus mixed with things that i find thematically interesting as opposed to i don't know his movie what if you could eat plastic but not <laughs> interesting yeah um, yeah, I mean, this deals with some. It deals with interesting. This feels scenes. like, yeah, this feels like. I don't know. I could relate to the, like the problems people are having. This, like, despite all the crazy shit happening in this, it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, I mean, and it's it's you mentioned like he is definitely working through some shit with with his at, at this time. It was his. Uh, he had just divorced his wife, um, before the brood. Uh, you know, he's dealing with thoughts on parenthood and, and yeah, par- parenthood as a divorce. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like tons of stuff that was working there. And um, things like, I think, makes they made sense to me as opposed to like the next one we were talking about where I was like, ah, I get it. To a point, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, like this, uh, yeah. like this movie, like, uh, landed for me completely. Like, to me, this is top top shelf Cronenberg, honestly. I mean, thematically, it work, it's very, you know, it, it, it works real well. It's actually very straightforward, I think, uh, yeah. in, in its delivery, so it's not, it's not a, it's not a hard thing to understand um, what, I think what if you're, going on here. I think if you're an audience member in 1978, and you go in to see this, this is like a pretty good solid entertaining horror movie. Take it as you will, but like, you know, watching it now, there's there's things about it. It, it feels just a little dated because it is. You know, it's an older movie, but like generally, I loved it. Beyond that, but yeah, I think like I mean, I think one the kids that they got to play the creepy kids, perfect. Like yeah, they are, they are nightmarish, uh, especially at the end. Um, the little girl that plays the daughter, uh, she's not great, but I mean, it's so, fine, but. She's one of the creepy kids, I guess. She, yeah, she kind of. It'd be better if she was like a better actor. Uh, she reminded me a little bit of the girl from Poltergeist, but sure, the girl from Poltergeist was a better actor, for uh, sure. But yeah, I wish I wish there, there's a scene where you know she kind of like hides away in in a room, 
Um, and I believe that the, the kids have murdered the doctor at that point. They've, they've kind of like attacked him. They're all covered in blood and they, they're trying to get at the little girl. So they're like trying to bust down this door. Um, and that's like they are terrifying coming through the door. She oh, is, yeah, it's she is less yeah, great she's yeah. less convincing though as Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh outside of that, you know, pretty pretty decent. Like that the finale of this is fantastic. It it, it like like it sealed the you know sealed the deal for me. I mean it's just a ton of like nightmarish imagery, like she 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 not cuts, but she bites open the birth sack. And oh yeah! Blood, oh bloody yeah! Baby comes out. She's like licking it clean. Yeah, and dude. She has blood all over her face. Like, oh, it's so and, gross. And, and like, like, I'm just saying, like, like that would not surprise me in a Cronenberg movie. But like, this movie like played it sort of straight. Till very, then. very safe up until. And so then I was like, oh whoa! <laughs> oh yeah, this is a Cronenberg movie. Yeah, so, like yeah, the, I, I like that. Yeah. Like, like up until then, like the creepiest thing is like what the kid that they've captured looks like, right? Like, he, it's just like it looks like a little demon child. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not necessarily nightmarish. Um, in fact, it's a little bit goofy that this, this kid can overpower you. <laughs> um, very strong throw, though. They were able to throw that glass ball <laughs> through a wall. Um. Yeah, I I I enjoyed the brood. Um I think that it being so straightforward maybe for the first uh almost hour of this movie uh it was like it was less less impressive. Once it hits that finale, I was definitely on board. Is it your first time watching it? Yeah, it's the first time I watched Me it. Me too. Um I guess I'll give my thoughts unless Yeah, yeah, uh, you give I mean, I, I kind of gave my thoughts already. Like, it, I, I just, um, I related to it thematically, and, and once it hits its ending, it was full, full Cronenberg, uh, really gross, awesome stuff. And I don't know, I, I dig a creepy, like you know, this this hits like those Village of the Dam vibes, like these kids, what the fuck, oh, fuck them kids. That, you know? Yes, that is hundred percent what they look like. They're like the Village of the Dam kids. So all around, like to me, I I still have a lot of Cronenberg I have yet to see. I feel like, and we're gonna explore more of him as we go on here, but. Um, to me, this is top shelf. Like it, it's like right up there. You know, it's not the fly, but it's up there. Uh, I'd give it a seven point five. All right. Um, like I said, like I, th- I think maybe it being a little, bit, and this could be for multiple reasons, right? Like the mood, your mood watching a movie could impact things, like. For whatever reason, like the first hour of this, like I just, just like eh, it's fine, um, and it may maybe felt a little more dated than I was was hoping for. It does. Uh, it does feel dated. Like I, I'm but, like once you get in the groove with those dated movies, though, like if the characters are interesting, like then it like draws me in and stuff. Like so. Yeah. Sorry, no, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like I get that feeling from the movies of that era sometimes. Yeah, it's like I, I, and. Like I did, I don't know why it didn't click as well with me. Like it has a lot of stuff I really like, and as I said, that ending is fantastic. Um, but something just didn't work with it for me. But uh, I still liked it. I think it's a 
very good movie. Uh, and I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. So that brings us to our next film. Um, a long lost film. It's been a, been a, been a while uh, trying to, to be able to be able to watch this one. 1981's Possession. her own secrets. Make her talk to me. It'll be the way that she wants. Tell me. Well, I think what you want to do to Bob's just... Inhuman. So what you're doing must be human. as much as you like but it's you who wants to know things for me so please make it possible Directed by Andre Zulowski. Um It is. Uh, it was done on a budget of uh, 2.4 million, so actually pretty large budget for the time. And uh, it mostly bombed at the box office. Like it did oh. not do particularly well. It was critically well received, uh, at least at first. Um, it was nominated for the Palme d'Or at Cannes. At Cannes. Uh, it, Isabel Ajani, who is the primary actress here, she won Best Actress at the, that film festival. Uh, she also won a bunch of other, uh, you know, at other film festivals uh, over the next few years for this role. So uh, she did, you know, the, it was it was well received. 
he goes it, for it. <laughs> in, yeah, in, in in well, in the cut that was originally intended, it, it was well received. We'll talk about that in a, in a minute, but okay. um, yeah. So uh, uh, this film, you know, Zawalski kind of was like uh, he had to he had to leave. Uh, he, he lived in Poland. He had to leave Poland to continue to make movies. He had to like uh, defect basically from the Soviet Union uh, to continue to to make the movies that he wanted to to make. Um, so it's kind of kind of interesting on that that front that you know this film has some dual you know, dual layers to it because it takes place at, in in West Berlin, right along the Berlin Wall. Um, there's a lot of like uh, duality in this and and uh, leaving one's past life uh, for for right. something new. So um, anyway, uh, also, I mean, should be mentioned. Yeah, the movie has gained cult status over the years. Yes, um, I think rightfully so. But uh, you know, part of it is that. It has been missing. <laughs> like it's hard to see. <laughs> Very hard but to see. Um, it's it's gained traction, um, not just in the horror community, but like it's a cinephile movie. If that makes any sense, like it, it is a movie that has a lot of respect nowadays. Yeah, I, I mean, pe- people view it as a, like a piece of art, as as opposed to just a you know horror film. Um, they view it as like a, a serious psychological drama. Yeah, uh, which is fair. I think that that is yeah. a fair read of it. Uh, I first saw this film, I mean, twenty five years ago or so. Uh, I bought a VHS after it used to go into like Suncoast Video, which people okay. listening might not remember what that is. I remember. Um, I'm old too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah when, when when malls were a thing, yeah, um, they they had actual record shops. CD you spent you know, like thirty five bucks on a fucking VHS. Yes, table. and yeah. Suncoast was a video store, and they had wall to wall with with uh, um, all sorts of VHS tapes, all sorts of films, uh, a lot of films that you couldn't just go into like a blockbuster or, or your local video store and get. Uh, to rent so i had kind of like made friends with one of the clerks there and he knew that i was like interested in like watching horror and shit so he's like yo man like you ever see this one it's pretty wild um and so he gave like it was like it was like 40 dollars to buy this film on vhs and uh what i found out is that that version that i watched uh was a heavily heavily cut version uh, this is a 124 minute movie, uh, so over, over two hours. And the the version that I saw, which was the one that was released in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, before the U.K. completely banned it, um, it was 80 minutes long. <laughs> they cut like a ton of shit <laughs> out of this movie, uh, and so like. I remember some of it, but there's a lot more going on in the relationship, and I could see why people find it to be a serious psychological drama now, um, as opposed to kind of this weird horror thing 
with a lot. A, it was a lot tighter, like horror movie when you saw it. Yeah, well, it was more. <laughs> it was definitely more horror movie, right? Like, there's more. It's not. It, it's the same scenes, but it's condensed yeah. down, so you're not getting a lot of the exposition. Yeah, like you're you're getting more of the just the oh shit! Like there's this weird creature. You're the fuck weird, demons. You're not getting the yes. The the fuck fight. demons around. Um, he's in the corner. He's killing people. Uh, but you're you're not getting a lot of the uh, back and forth between uh, Mark and uh, his wife here. Uh, and I don't. I think the ending. My memory of the ending is that it is completely different as well. Um, okay. It, it we'll, we'll we'll get there, but I I don't I don't think it ends the exact same way. Okay, I can uh, see I can see why they might want to change. I mean, <laughs> I'm getting my thoughts as well. I don't I don't know what my thoughts are. Um. <laughs> But <laughs> so, like, this movie starts out pretty innocuous enough, right? Like, uh, Mark, played by Sam Neill, very young looking Sam Neill here, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not Weird. giving his best performance either. He's fine, but uh, yeah. he's 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 not the Sam Neill we've come to kind of appreciate over the years. Uh, he's come home and he kind of it's come home from a mission early. I think he's a Weird aspects of this movie. Am I? I mean, <laughs> he has lots of weird aspects, but he's like coming home from what, like a spy mission. Yeah, I guess he's a spy. What the, is this element of the movie? Why is this here? It makes no sense. Like this is something. I guess that's the Cold War shit. Like, uh, yes, like they've you know he's he's his home is like right on West Berlin. He evidently works for some sort of intelligence agency, and he crosses over into East Berlin on the regular and makes contact with people there. Dude, I don't know. Dude, it's never really touched dude, on. To me, it's like the movie has a lot to digest, and like this is another thing you have to to digest. Like it's just like, why, why this? Why is he like? Couldn't he just be like a fucking salesman or something? Right. Like I don't yeah. understand why he needed to be a spy. And like you're, it's a lot. It, <laughs> it's not explored. Like, it's like it very barely explored yeah, when they try like, to get him back. Like it makes weird, weird touches on things. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why is he, he wearing weird callbacks? Socks. Yes. There's a thing about pink socks. I'm like it's so strange. And that, it, I, I'm sorry to like keep hijacking this, but like that's like another thing that it's like uh, it's like a next. Uh, touch that I didn't need. Like, I didn't need the pink socks. Like, what is yep. that? Like, it's it's extra flavor that is just... Yeah, it, it doesn't is. add anything. It's just, well, what is this here for? It makes it um, harder for me to decipher, though. Like, because like because I'm like, does that mean something? Is that... Is that is, maybe that's the whole fucking linchpin of this whole thing, is pink socks. Because they, they kind of <laughs> do rest it on that at the end. There's, like, a thing about the pink socks. Yeah, that's a pink socks guy's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, they do focus like weirdly on stuff that never things. really yeah. goes places. Um, that adds a mystery to it. I don't yeah, necessarily know sure. if it <laughs> if it works for it, but does uh does add a mystery to it. Anyway, Mark comes home and uh, Anna's not Anna. His wife is not really feeling that. <laughs> um. Shortly after, we find out that uh. 
you know, she says she wants a divorce. He kind of gets angry and is like, oh, like, he, he reacts very aggressively and just accuses her outright of basically sleeping around on him when he was away on whatever these missions were. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's right. She's fucking the demon and Heinrich and she's fucking it. I think she tells him at some point she's fucking everybody she sees on the street. Like, Yeah, well, I think that was more like because, I, I because yeah, his face like Yes, because he was like, oh, that doesn't matter. Like, please, like, let's let's work this out between me and you. And we have our son, Bob, The like, such a generic name. <laughs> it sounds like a 45-year-old guy. Yeah, Bob. she just keeps talking about Bob, and he's like, Bob, what are you doing about Bob? I'm like, I had to, like, recenter myself. Oh, yeah, Bob is the kid. Bob is the, we the small child. <laughs> um and it kind of makes sense. This is this is this guy, uh, Andrei Zawalski's. It is his one and only English language film. So there's maybe just some stuff that was yeah. lost in, yeah, in sure. translation. And they were like, well, let's like he's American. We think like Sam Neill is some sort of like, let's we're going to give his son the quintessential yeah. American name. Bob. Bob. <laughs> Uh, Bob's, Bob's gonna be working in the mine yeah. shortly. <laughs> um, so, so they have like this huge fight. Uh, Anna leaves, um, and then for whatever reason, Anna's uh, uh, lover Heinrich calls, <laughs> and then him and Mark get into it uh, over the phone, and that that they've set up a contentious relationship between themselves. I feel very bad for you having to explain this movie. <laughs> there's, there's like a lot going there's on. There's a lot, dude. There's a lot of plot. Like, yeah, there's like <laughs> a ton of shit going on, and it's like, it, it's some of it is like Heinrich is relevant, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he uh, is very relevant. <laughs> he he's he relevant to it, and then uh, then we we you know we we meet Bob's teacher Helen, who weirdly looks exactly like. His wife Anna, um, so it's like like lots of weird, strange stuff going on. Uh, is it not the same actress? It's not right. Like no, it is. It's it is it is it Isabella is. and Johnny. She okay. plays both both both. Wow, roles. that's really good because like I thought it just was someone that looked like her. Yeah, no, it, it she plays both roles and and they are different characters, right? Like yeah, Anna yeah. is a little more unhinged, where Helen is more normal i would say yeah like i dude i i was just like oh they found someone that looks like her i really did not know i was surprised um uh heinrich and, and mark get into a fight where heinrich beats the fuck out of him he's this <laughs> weird so like he's this, <laughs> this weird new age guru <laughs> he's like, i don't want to fight you and he keeps dodging her and then he just like smacks the shit out of He's oh, also dog. like strangely touchy with with him. Like I don't yeah. know, he's like putting his hand on his cheek and stuff. It's and, like, a, like yeah, like and he's like, very like feminine. Like it's like he's like gay. Like they're coming on. Uh, to, like, he's coming on. It him, definitely, he definitely gives off a uh, sexual vibe yeah. for everything. Like he is. Like I think Heinrich would fuck everything. 
like Heinrich would fucking like, treat. Like you would <laughs> gladly fuck Sam Neil. You know what yeah, I mean? he's like, well, you're what? Like Anna's not here. Like, Let's fuck. Yeah, like I'm. I'll tell you about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will fuck you the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fuck but, but also like weirdly like he does not come off as masculine at all. Like it, it's so it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, like in 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 any maybe in a different scenario you would almost think like he's a caricature of a gay person yes like, that's how he comes off yeah, yeah it, it's, exactly it's how he comes off. so good like it's a really goofy performance um anyway mark is like you know i want to find fucking i want to find my wife like and because she's gone missing and so he hires a private investigator and this is where things start to get uh Get, get wacky. Um, Anna has she's not hanging out with Heinrich. She has rented herself a apartment in an abandoned building, basically. Uh, and in that abandoned building, she keeps a this weird thing. Fuck demon. <laughs> what that becomes the fuck demon? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and she makes note yeah. that like. She has been fucked by this this creature previously. So before, like, the first time we see it is just this, like, weird tentacle monster thing in a bathtub. Um, and it grows over time. Uh, but she has made, she makes no, through no uncertain terms, that she has fucked this thing over and over again. Yeah. Um. I'm not really sure what that's all like the like, mentally what the fuck is going on there, but uh <laughs> she's she's into it, so good good for her. Um and then so yeah, we we Mark, her husband, he figures out where, where this is all happening and he escapes from her and the, the fuck demon and he lures Heinrich there. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to get rid of this yeah. dude who, like, at this point isn't really in the picture, right? Like, yeah. Anna has moved on. She's now with Lizard Man. Moved up in the world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Mark is still so focused on Heinrich that yeah. he, like, oh, I know where she is. You want to go find her? She's here. This thing's going to fuck you up. Like, he, he sends this guy to get killed. Yeah. Um and, and yeah, yeah, it gets it gets pretty wild uh over the last little bit. Um which is actually probably more than a little bit. It's probably the last 40 minutes of this movie that it's yeah. just uh between the the fuck demon killing Heinrich, uh Mark stepping in on Anna and like almost a fully formed fuck demon. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you stepped over her having the famous orgasmic uh, subway scene. Is that like? Oh yeah, no, I did. I completely, uh, completely. That's like the famous scene from the movie. Is like her in ecstasy, kind of. I don't know why, and she's not actually fucking anything, but it seems like she is. Well, oh, yeah. and did she? Uh, she like gives birth or fucking aborts something on the fucking ground there. When I think I think that is 
at least for me, and it's not ever fully explained, but I think that's the fuck demon. He aborts or gives birth? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I think again, she gives like, birth to it. It's a lot. You know what? Challenging movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. Yeah. It is very, very challenging. Yeah. Like, there, there's lots of crazy, like, this is what I was talking about, and it's like, oh, there's crazy shit happening, but it's also like, it's also like a two-hour drama where you have to like, that kind of parts what's going on, like, and there's a lot, there's a lot going on, like. But anyways, uh, where where were we? Um, I think we're so for. They kill Heinrich, or Heinrich ends up being killed. Oh, Mark actually kills Heinrich at the the bar. <laughs> like, the monster hurts Heinrich enough that, like, he's like, I can't go to the police because nobody would fucking believe me. And also, I love her. <laughs> and you were almost killed by this fucking monster thing, but you're like, we could save her. Like, yeah, everyone, this whole movie is about how everyone wants to fuck this girl because she's hot. I, in my opinion, like, anytime I saw yeah. kids of her, I didn't think she was anything. Watch the movie. She's hot as fuck, dude. Like she's beautiful. It, yes. it is very like it's hard to explain. Like in just a gif. Like again, like if you actually watch the movie, she's very, very attractive. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, super. <laughs> super good. So we're on board. We're on board there. Yeah, and I want, and I don't. I I'm fully on board with that assessment too, because like Heinrich won't give up on her. And Mark keeps doing more and more stupid shit. Like, I get it. You kind of get it. It's it's like I need to get back into her good graces. Like, and he's he is ostensibly doing it for not just her, but also for their son. But Heinrich is just like, and like I need her. Like, <laughs> um. So they both keep like escalating to the dumbest shit. Uh. And and like Mark kills Heinrich, um, they they end up killing Anna's friend Margie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up being killed by by all by all this interaction. Um, and then like uh, he, you know, Mark and Mark and Anna kind of get back together, but Anna can't leave the fuck demon. So that's where we get that image, like. <laughs> Sam, Sam Neil walks in on that. Like they're where, actually fucking. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Like she is sprawled out on the bed, and this tentacle monster is yeah, going to town on like all yeah. over her, like yeah. tied up, like the, around her ankles, and like her arms are, are are splayed out, and and there's just this lizard monster going the, at her. The like practical effects in this are awesome. Yeah, like really great. Very really well great. done, and we the get monster is mo- great. We see the monster evolve, right? We see it yeah. first in the tub, then we see it like in the dark corner. Yeah. Like we're getting more and more of the monster until it is this like fully, you know, full body thing that is just nightmarish, um, and and she's just like willing to allow it uh, to have sex with her. So, um, more than willing, she loves it. She loves it, and it also uh, eventually, and this is kind of where I guess the ending kind of rolls in, is that um, 
that thing turns into Mark. <laughs> like, I have it, no idea what to make of that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's so much that this this leaves. Are they aliens? Like, was she was she impregnated by an alien and then gave what? gave birth to her husband's dope ganger? Yeah, on a plot level, it's like I don't know. On a thematic level, I have less of an idea. Like. With with the brood, it's like I get what uh, Cronenberg's like his like Going feelings are. Yeah, like here it's like okay, what are you trying to say? Like you always end up with the same guy, anyways. Like you know what I mean? Like that's why that, my take on that is like you're always gonna end up with someone like that, anyways. So like Ooh. you're going through all this shit. And you're gonna end up like with the same personality type because that's who you are. But like again, it's me. I think adding to something that is not quite there in this movie. Um, yeah, I think the ending of this, which I'm mean, baffled by it. I, I just, uh, the doppelganger shows up. They kill him, and the doppelganger. There's actually, I think both. She dies too. So she she know. dies too, and then what you find out is that Helen, the teacher. Um, she has taken over as Anna, and uh, and Mark has kind of like been supplanted by the the, do- the doppelganger, the the lizard creature. Um, so it's implied that Helen is also a lizard creature. Uh, and then shit goes bad. You start hearing sirens and bombing, and uh, yeah, there's like apocalypse happening out. Like, yeah. Back at, back at the cabin is happening. And Bob goes, this. the fucking kid goes and kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> drowns himself in the tub in, in the, the final scene. Um, there's, and so, it, there's so much thematically. Like, I, I, th- I feel like this movie does, I'm sorry, like a little overload of thematic. Like, it, like yeah. It, it's a little like, I'm too just like, complicated. Uh, again, I don't consider myself a smart person, but I don't consider myself a stupid person. And I'm like, what am <laughs> what am I supposed to like take away? Like, what's the takeaway? Like, what's like, there's, what are you trying to say? Yeah, I, I'm I not think there's, sure. I think I'm there's like sure. two very different things going on here, right? Like, there's there's the uh, idea of obsession. Uh, which we yeah, kind of touched they, on they with, with that. that, like that, that, that is that is all Cameo's kind of there. Great. Yeah. Um. There's also kind of like the you know not. I mean this this ties into obsession, but like not, uh, not being able to let go of a yeah. relationship that is broken, and I think they they touch on that really well. That that goes on that for like the great. first great. Yeah. first like I don't know a hundred and hundred minutes of this movie. Is that and then it goes into this crazy realm of doppelgangers and people being replaced and, and it's just like but like what is the idea? You know what I mean? Like what what is like the uh I don't get it. Like I, I, I'm stupid, I don't get it. Like Yeah, I my only my only guess is that like and this it's not explained anywhere in the film is that like she was infected with whatever this this thing was, whether it be alien or not, and that that's what we see in the subway scene. 
Um, and that this is also happening around, you know, this area. Yeah, no, I, I guess I get that, but like, I get like, I'm, I'm asking like, what are you trying to say? Oh, I don't know. Like, I have no idea what they're trying you know, to say. You know, like the, the doppelganger. I mean, I, I guess in a more conventional horror film, it's just like, well, they're taking over. The aliens are, you know. Yeah. And this isn't, this or isn't that, like, though. so much. A... This movie is so rooted in the problems of marriage that it's like, I just, I felt like the ending should be saying something on that. And, and I, I was think, confused on what the message is. Like, and so, uh, you know, I, and we're just so very it's simple. My wife this, is crazy. <laughs> this, this, that final sequence of we you are know, Bob in the bathroom and and Helen, and you see that her eyes are you know shifting and the bombs flashing in the air. Mark outside yeah, the door. Yeah. That was not in the original cut that I saw. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it ends with. Uh, it ends with Mark dying on the staircase. Wow. Uh, and so like that, that to me almost with the rest of this movie kind of makes sense, right? Like she is, she, she wasn't happy with Mark as, yeah, a, as a person on that level. Yeah. And, and she, she is able to, she loves Mark in a way, right? Like she finds him ideal, but she doesn't love the the mark that she is attached to right now, so she creates a a doppelganger of him that that works for yeah, her. Yeah. But that's totally wiped out by the fact that Helen is also a doppelganger, and the entire world is coming to an end. And <laughs> I kind of like dig that, like, oh, this is like a bigger thing. I, I like that, but like. I don't know. This movie's a lot to chew on. Like, it, like it, it's, you know, especially if you're doing like us, where you're like, you have to actually think about what the fuck is this all? Like, what is this all about? What is this? I, I was challenged by this movie, and I feel like I failed the challenge. I thought it was cool. I dug it. I think it's a cool movie, but it is not straightforward. Yeah. Um, I think it's one that you can continue to think about, and it's one that I think is fun to discuss with people and like now that those discussions are actually happening now because it is available on shutter and it's a little bit more available for people to get at now so i'm seeing like more talk about it on boards on the internet again uh, and that's that's fun like being well, able people to are people, with, like, people yeah. are embracing this movie and it has before even this like it was a uh, uh, called classic. It, it really is like it is got the respect of people. So, but for uh, me, I don't know. I just I, yeah, I'm like kind of uh, I don't know. Perplexed. It's by it. it's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting about this. Uh, for we kind of get on to our final thoughts. Um, the the role that Isabel and Johnny took. Uh, was well, she was the original one they wanted, and she turned it down. And so then they were gonna go with uh, Judy Davis, who had previously worked with Sam Neill. Uh, but she was kind of farting around on it, and uh, and Johnny came back, and did. She finally said, "Like, sure, I'll do it." And so 
this could have been a completely different film <laughs> with a with a different you know a different lead actress. Um, I think that would have been interesting there, but I think Anjani is perfect. It is pure sex, pure sex appeal. Like she's got the lips, the face, like the. And she plays crazy, like she plays both crazy and serene perfectly. Like, because she gives just such a unhinged performance as Anna, but as Helen, she is like just just kind of perfect. The cutting things that she'll say to her husband too. Oh man, she's she's so great in it, and and she's just she should have been a sex symbol. Like I, I, it was so it's so weird too because. When I see the gifts of her, I'm like, I didn't ever thought anything of this lady. But then watching the movie, I'm like, oh man, she's very sexy, and I get it. I can't why everyone's chasing after her. There's a sexy in. There's Heinrich. There's Mark. I get it. But uh, chase after her too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. I guess I, I'll give my final thoughts on the movie. Yeah, yeah please. Oh, I, I, I could kind of like said it already, but I think it's. Dude, it's obviously a special movie, and I get why people latched onto it. Like, I get why it endures, but I also think that like it's unwieldy. Like it's it it's hard to uh, parse. Like what the fuck I'm supposed to take away from it? And usually that's okay for me. Again, like we talked about two movies at, at the top of the episode tonight, like Skinner Inc. and Hot Waters, where I was like, I, that's the thing about them. That's why they're great. But for me, like this is like, I don't know. I feel like it, it it is trying to say something at some point, or maybe it doesn't. I cannot tell what the fuck that point is. Like, I cannot land on what this movie is really trying to get at. Um, I, I do wonder if, that... like, uh, I wonder, if, I wonder if some of it for you is that you know, Skinnerink and uh, the Outwaters. Like they're kind of inexplicable. That's in their what they're supposed and, to be like, and, and maybe this is what it's supposed to be too. But, but but on the surface, it is like it this is, is like a regular movie. Yeah, yes. like, it, yeah. It, it 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 is a psychological drama, uh, but it has this weirdness under underlying with it that that is like disturbing and doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're yeah. like, what is going on? And I think uh, uh, a problem for possession for me, again, I know it's classic now, but like the performances and the dialogue and the marriage relationship, I guess, or whatever, like they're a little stilted and stagey for me. Like, and and part of that is being an older movie, but like also, again, I'm sorry, but like. Newer stuff has covered this marriage stuff way, way better. Not in the horror genre, but like, again, it's just like another hurdle for it for me, where I'm just like, yeah, I've covered this material elsewhere better. Um, but has there ever been a fuck demon in it? There is usually <laughs> not a fuck demon, unless you, you know, you know the the side guy. But uh, yeah. Again, like, normally not a lizard tentacle monster. Yeah, no, no, and the monster in this, by the way, like Kepi uh, Hamburgoff is super impressive. Like the the monster looks cool. Yeah, very very much so. 
But, uh, yeah, I, it's, I res- it's a movie like, I respect, but I'm like, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. And I'm like, I don't know what my, I don't get what I'm supposed to get out of it. And, like, some movies that's okay for, this movie I feel like it's pointed and it's trying to say something, but I don't, I don't get what it is. But, uh, uh, Possession seven out of ten. All right. Um, as I said, like I think this movie, uh, it, it, it's a weird one. Um, it was weird when I saw it long ago. It's still super weird now. Uh, even with the extra context, like actually, I think it might be weirder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it it mostly works for me. I, I I agree with you, right? Like it is like. It doesn't what's necessarily. Yeah, like what? What's the ending point of this? Because if it just focuses on the marriage stuff, which you know, maybe you know that stuff didn't work for you as well as newer stuff did. I do think, I do think this was more feminist than the brood. Like oh, it, it, sure. takes her, it takes her side way more. Yeah, I mean, she she is like, like she is the one that is looking to be happy. Yeah. Um, in this, and and Mark is certainly not. He is seen as obsessive He's, and and villainous not. in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for for me, I think it it mostly worked. I'm still like I I'm like you. I don't necessarily what know this? what the fuck yeah. it, this is. Still super weird. Uh, but I but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought. You know, just just watching Isabel and Johnny in this is kind of like she gives a special performance here. Uh, I don't know if I've seen anything else that she's ever been in. Uh, yeah, but, she's she's next level. She's great. But yeah, this this is a phenomenal uh, piece of uh, you know performance that she puts on here. Um, I'm gonna end up at the same score that uh, that you do, though. Uh, seven out of ten here. Um, it's a wild one. I I would suggest uh, people people go watch it on Shutter before it disappears again. Yeah, for sure. Like if you go watch Procession at the moment you're hearing this, watch it right now because it's it's hard to come by. Yeah, who um, knows how long it'll be there? Yeah, it could be gone. Um. So it sounds to me that you rated possession a little higher, slightly higher than the brute. Yes. Yeah. Which, which, and you are you are the opposite end of I'm it. I'm the opposite, and I actually, I just get my like full feelings out. I I love the brute way more than the possession, and I get why possession is a classic. I get, but uh, unfortunately for me. I took this online, and uh, people are with you, Chris. Oh, wow. So I did a poll on our regular Twitter account, which yeah. you know, again, many more votes, so people vote. But, um, uh, you know, it tied. It was like one vote for each. Uh, I went to the Joe Bob uh, Facebook account, and... Uh, Posed the same question and got m- way more results. But all together, it went, you know, it was it was not like 
super lopsided, but 60-40 went for possession. Huh. Were, so, were, there, were there any comments? I'm just wondering yeah, if there, anybody I, threw any ideas well, Actually, not a lot. There okay. was not a lot of comments. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I had nothing like... If I were to saw something interesting, I would have saved it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, in general, possession edges out the brood. But for me personally, just saying... Alright, first off, congrats to possession. You're the greatest. <laughs> but for me for me for me personally, I I like love the brood way more. Um but I, and me and forty percent of the audience. Um so that's it for this month. The possess, possession wins. What what do we have uh for April? Remember I said we should do some creepy doll movies? You did say that. It's yeah. hot right now, you know, Megan. Mm-hmm. I got two creepy doll movies, man. All right. I am these, I am ready. These are a little different than your regular creepy doll movies, and I think you'll see why when you watch them. I have from 1978, Anthony Hopkins in Magic. And I have from 1988, Jonathan Banks in Pin. Pin? P-I-N? Yes. Hmm. Now, Pin is only available on YouTube. And if that becomes a problem, let me know. All right. Um, yeah. M- magic is elsewhere. Yeah, Magic is on Tubi. You know, fine. Okay. Uh, you ever seen Magic? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Okay, but uh, I'll, I will find out when I rewatch it or, yeah, or so watch Mag- it for the first time. We're gonna do Magic versus Pin. Hopefully, if not, if it's a problem, we'll do an audible. But I think we should be able to get that done. And uh, they're different kind of creepy doll movie, though. Hmm. Oh. All right. We'll explore why that is next month. So, anyways, thanks for listening, and we'll be back. <laughs>